0: episode idea. Ninjas and RPGs. Which systems do them right? Come in my child out of the cold and listen how the story's told. Says to happen, stands the dice roll every random chance. Take off your coat and stay a while, we're rolling that deep time All right, Jason, I've been putting this one off for too long, and I've been putting it off because i've just been thinking how can i do justice to ninjas in rpgs it's such a big topic and i've realized that all i need to do is just devote loads and loads of episodes to it so so just for jason of nerds rpg variety cast this is the first in a whole series goodness knows how many of these i'm going to do but i'm going to stick with it whether you're all listening or not (laughs) in a whole series on ninjas in rpgs and i'm going to do one product per episode and it's going to take me several weeks just to get through got eddie sat with me eddie's just come to uh to look at what I'm doing it's going to take me several weeks just to get through the big stack that I've got I suppose they're mostly supplements for established games got a few dedicated games after that I might start taking suggestions for ninja games that I should include in my collection you'll notice the the ninja specials you'll be able to avoid them if you want to if you're not obsessed with ninjas I don't know why you wouldn't be but if you're not because all of them will have this brilliant bit of artwork by Kevin Long. Uh, That ninja, that is one of the iconic images of my teenage years. That is from the back of the Palladium Books Ninjas and Super Spies revised game. The one I've got in front of me here is the second printing revised edition from March 1991. It has got inside... I've written my name in it because I took it into school. It's got David Aldridge, 9C, carefully scribed by my 13-year-old self. Uh, and another, as I'm looking inside, another amazing picture by Kevin Long of a ninja throwing two throwing stars. Maybe I won't always use that picture. Maybe I'll always use a Kevin Long picture. I haven't decided yet. Um, this was probably, I talked about Palladium before, the system is not very good but this probably is nevertheless my favourite ninjas game just for nostalgia reasons the amount of time that I spent with this book we played it a lot we played it in the playground a lot during my teenage years Uh, yeah so this I, I love the back of palladium books these were the days when um books were sold on the grounds of how comprehensive they were, of just how many things they covered. No one could believe what they covered. So it's got a classic kind of palladium uh, back blurb. It says 48, 48 mystic martial art powers, including six, six different ninja arts of invisibility, 12, 12 mystical mind powers of the martial arts, and four, no less than four, mind-boggling Zenjuriki supernatural martial art abilities. And it's got 41, yes, 41 martial art forms ranging from taekwondo karate to monkey-style kung fu, and from Thai kickboxing to ninjutsu. But it's ninjas and super spies So it's also got espionage agents Exclamation mark Um, Now compatible They always used to say that Now compatible with Heroes Unlimited, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles And other strangers Of course that is another one That's probably the next one in the pile to get to TMNT and other strangeness. But this was the one I had to do first. Doesn't just give you ninjas, also gives you super spies. The cover art is of ninjas fighting super spies. There's a ninja there with some kind of futuristic gun. He's got a, he's got a wrist-mounted laser that's just clipping the shoulder of the ninja who is wielding two swords and is high-kicking the agent into oblivion fantastic palladium books presents ninjas and super spies revised by eric woodchick um who did the tmnt and other strangeness book was quite prolific for palladium books also did the amber diceless game which we spent a lot of time with when i was at school as well all right i think i briefly cracked this book open to do a more generic palladium i was doing Insanity rules maybe and then I did a couple of episodes on palladium books but I haven't really looked in this book in great detail perhaps since I was at school so it's a nostalgia trip for me as well there's the Kevin Long ninja again lovely picture so you had your usual Palladium disclaimer at the start. Disclaimer, oh, this was a specific one. So often they were about, don't imitate the violence in this book. We don't condone magic. This one is, of course, the disclaimer that says, don't imitate the martial arts. You must be a, a highly proficient practitioner to do. Yeah, play, playing with any kind of martial art without proper supervision is foolish and dangerous. Um, and then Eric Wood gives his little apology for not having... Uh, yeah, for just having made stuff up, <laughs> which you do not need to apologise for. That is what these... Um, I'm not only going to do ninjas, incidentally. I, I think I'm going to expand to include martial arts in this. But I have got enough games uh, with just ninja in the title to keep me going for a few weeks, I think. But we might expand to doing martial arts games. I should say, same as Woodkick's disclaimer, I have no... Uh, expertise in the martial arts at all except such as one gains from being an adherent of the genre of martial arts cinema and martial arts literature so as well as having watched you challenge me as well as having watched every single kind of martial art film going I've also read all of the b-movie equivalent literature you can imagine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and some, you know, one one author that rises really to the top of that pile is, of course, Eric Van Lustbader. In his later career, found himself carrying on the Bourne novels, picking up the mantle from uh, Robert Ludlam, was it? But um, but yes, his ninja series, starting with the imaginatively titled The Ninja, was a big influence on me in my teenage years, Um in ways that I cannot possibly share uh, <laughs> in a medium for public consumption, but they are they're worth digging out if you fancy uh, some thrillingly described combat and a few other things as well so i 've got Rudy here with me, another ninja yep, yeah, yeah. sorry, another ninja aficionado also has got more martial arts expertise than i have because you managed to get up to what belt in karate purple yeah i didn't get that far well i'm rudy so so he's our resident martial arts expert as well so yeah so this is a game rudy i was just explaining to people that i played a lot when i was well 13 year nine I uh, i was young in my year so i didn't turn 14 until august of year nine um Yeah, so your usual stuff about what is a martial art, uh, sorry, what is a role-playing game. Creating a character, Palladium was an eight-attribute system. Yes, I should say, this is not a supplement, this is a standalone game. The Palladium made a big thing about how all their games were compatible, even though they quite often went through big revisions which rendered them much less compatible than you would hope they were. Um, certainly at the time I was buying them it was sort of between revisions and so some things weren't actually that compatible yeah so you've got random tables Rudy's pointing out so you've got a random table so you can quick roll a martial art form Aikido Jiu Jitsu which I've done before as well yeah I mean there's everything you've heard in here and a lot more besides and that that was one of the things that I really did love about this game I, I, yeah. I, I heard about martial arts through this book that I'd never heard of before so that was quite cool um uh, one of the things about this game cause i think i mean palladium always gave you far too many skills it goes way too much more detailed character creation than even I at the time could be bothered spending time and it took you hours to write down everything that your character had. So that's probably not a good thing. It's not the kind of thing I'd play now. I would not play... But when I was when I was sort of your age, a little bit older, I loved I loved these big, chunky, you know, lists and lists and lists of things. I felt like I was getting my money's worth if, if it had loads and loads and loads of martial arts. Whereas I'd be inclin, inclined to do everything in a much more abstract way. Especially because... Let's skip straight to the martial art description. Especially because these descriptions... So I've... The book falls open at the ninjutsu page. Although, I'll tell you more about this, it may be falling over on the Mugi Gong page because the Warangdo Do Mugi Gong combo was a far more powerful martial arts combo. More on this later than ninjutsu. But here we have ninjutsu. It's an exclusive martial art form, which meant it counted as two picks. If you wanted to be a ninja, you had to use two martial wow. arts picks. Um, but then you've got, for all of your... 15 levels, 15 levels in Palladium, you had these lists and lists, can you see those? So at level 1 as a ninja you get plus 3 to roll with punch or fall, it was a d20 combat system with bonuses, plus 3 to roll with punch or fall, plus 1 to strike, critical strike on a natural 20, critical strike from behind, at level 2 you've got plus 1 to parry and dodge, plus 2 to roll, knock down, even at the time, you go through, you compare these. I mean, it's arbitrary (laughs) of these martial arts. I don't know how he described that, how he decided that Sanku Kai Karate at level 10 should get a plus one to roll with punch, fall or impact, critical strike or natural 18 or better. Whereas for ninjutsu, you got plus one to leap and plus two to damage. (laughs) It just was, it was bizarre and arbitrary. But for each of these martial arts, each of these martial arts got a half page description, gives you a list of associated skills, which weapons you can use in conjunction with it um it smells yeah like an old book. It smells like an old book yeah it's weathered pretty well actually it's a little bit peeled on the covers but these, these go through it hasn't fallen apart like my um wizards of the coast fifth edition books have <clears throat> so I'm, I'm yeah i'm saying that's good okay rudy's sniffing it <laughs> yeah i'm glad you like the smell of it uh Oh, you get loads and loads of tables for creating your character, <laughs> heights, weights, things like that. I'll talk about it now. Having mentioned the exclusive martial arts forms, there was a weird little glitch in the rules. So one of your occupational character classes, the dedicated martial artist. Where is the dedicated martial artist? We're going through skills. Let's look at the OCCs. Can't find them now. Was this like um, an, a, not, a non-inappropriate game? An appropriate game. What do you mean? Like, did it have inappropriate stuff no just violence just violence which my parents didn't really mind about it's plenty of i mean RPGs are violence very very few of them so this was all combat all different ways of beating people up and killing but no it didn't um Didn't have uh, adult themes, sexual themes, anything like that that I can remember. Yeah, so the dedicated martial artist, it says this is the only character in the game who has two, two complete martial arts forms. If you're a dedicated martial artist, you could have two martial arts forms. So you could... Rudy's doing martial arts. That doesn't really transfer on a podcast, Rudy. So you could have, if you wanted to, you could have Sanku Kai Karate and for your secondary form, you could do a bit of Shaolin Kung Fu. Um, But the glitch is that some martial arts forms were called exclusive forms, which meant they counted as two picks. So that's fine. That means the dedicated martial artist is also the only one who can have exclusive martial arts forms. So you can either have two forms. And then it says here, choose two forms, one primary or one secondary, or one exclusive form. Note, only the dedicated martial artist can select martial arts marked exclusive. However, if you, I'm just going to finish this one, you can come in. If you choose Warang karate here it is i think if you've played this game and you poured through it as much as i have you'll be nodding away at this point i wonder how you dealt with it around your table look here warang do karate is an exclusive form so the only one class that can pick this and it counts as two picks so there's only one class and all you can get because it counts as your two picks is warang do karate however it later then says the cool thing about warang do where is it Uh, Maybe it's in the Mugi Gong description, I haven't got it in front of me. Anyway, the cool thing about Waring Do was that you could use it in conjunction with all of your weapon bonuses. Yes, it's in the it's on page 98. Waring Do and Mugi Gong are unique in that they are designed to work together. When a character has both, then all the attacks per melee, bonuses, abilities and powers of Waring Do are used in wielding weapons, weapon proficiencies and weapon cutters of Mugi Gong. So Mugi Gong was your, everything's a weapon, martial art, you get all the weapon proficiencies, whatever. That you could add them together was just amazing. It made this the most unbeatable combo in the whole book. There's no, there's no other martial arts. Once you've discovered that, you wouldn't ever have chosen anything apart from Waring Do in conjunction with Mugi Kong. Except that it's an illegal pick. No character in the game can add a secondary martial arts form to an exclusive form. Uh, now... That's something an editor would have picked up, palladium, you really should have edited more carefully. But it caused no end of arguments. Round our table. Right, I've got Waring Doe and Moogie Gong. You can't have that. That's an illegal pick. Hold on, it says in the book they're designed to be worked together. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a dedicated martial artist. Surely I can have them. No. Very clearly says in the dedicated martial artist description that you're the only only you can have two forms or an exclusive form. You can't have an exclusive form plus a secondary form. Yes, Rudy. I was just wondering, um if you have a primary form and a secondary form, do you have priority to upgrade your primary one first? Yeah, so, so the secondary form is at a lower level. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly how it works, but yeah, your, your secondary form never gets as high level as your primary form. So you're always better at your primary form. But that was better. Anyway, so you could be the dedicated martial artist or the worldly martial artist. The worldly martial artist got a few more skills, but only got one martial arts form. Then you had a whole bunch of super spy agents you could be. As well as making a big effort around the martial arts rules, they also made a big effort around... It's had two very cool things in, uh, in addition to that. It had building your super spy vehicle, which is amazing. A little bit like the after-the-bomb rules for building your Mad Max battle battle wagon. Uh, you, could, you could build up in a modular way your super spy vehicle, which was awesome. And you could also uh, be a gizmoteer. Uh, and the gizmoteers um, could basically jury-rig things and uh, quickly build... Uh, super spy kit. Yes, Rudy. Do the spies have martial arts as well? Uh, yes, yeah, so a couple of the spies could learn a martial arts okay. from. Yeah. So and what, then. what do they do in terms of fighting? Uh, and then, well, they, they might privilege using their gadgets. You also had cybernetics. So you could be a cyborg soldier, you could use your cybernetics, or you could use modern weapons. Uh, list of covers here if you're a secret agent you'll have covers then the other awesome thing about this if you've got if you if you bought the riffs products you'll know in the riffs world book there is a system for creating your carnival or traveling show Uh, which one is it? it's the vampire riffs vampires i think it's the first world book uh, As riffs vampires and it had um uh this this system for spending points so you've got a certain amount of points depending on the size of your traveling show and you could spend them under various different criteria you had that in ninjas and super spies you had the spy agency so the gm would award you a number of points depending on the influence and size of your agency and then you could spend those under different categories we spent ages going through that, trying to work out whether it was better to have a large fighting force or whether we wanted to be well-connected or be really well-equipped. well, uh, well equipped. Uh, Yeah, pages and pages of cybernetics, which are largely reproduced, actually, in riffs. I felt a bit conned when I got riffs because they've largely reproduced the cybernetics section. Super vehicle, as I've mentioned, pages and pages and pages on that. And then the martial arts, which is... How many pages of the martial arts? Hi, Scarlet. Um... Uh, 120, yeah, so um, 40-odd pages of the book. The whole book is 176. 40-odd pages are the lists of martial arts. Now, some books I've got upstairs rival that. GURPS Martial Arts, I think pretty much the whole book is lists and lists of martial arts forms. But at the time, I just, you know, that was... That was... um, Just spent a lot of time going over those, comparing the... The various bonuses, which is how you discover that Warando and Mugi Gong, even though it's illegal, is the only, uh, is the only combo you want. In the end, your rules for hand-to-hand combat are pretty much like other Palladium books. They mucked around a bit more with weapon proficiencies and whether they were their bonuses were compatible so only martial arts which taught weapon catters would let you combine your martial arts bonuses with with your weapon proficiency bonuses and a whole bunch of new moves, aikido moves, joint locks, holds, throws which weren't done in so much detail in some of the other games. Vehicle combat rules were in there. Um, lovely, comprehensive list of ninja weapons. I think the ancient weapons in there are what? more comprehensive than the ones you find in TMNT. Yeah, spent a lot of time going through those. Wait, did, did that mean Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, yeah, I'm going to do that in the next episode. We can talk about that. I've got the RPG of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, modern weapons, super spy gadgets, and a couple of sample adventures at the end oh yeah and conversion rules how to use all of this in rifts how to use it in heroes unlimited so there's an ancient master character in uh, class in heroes unlimited and you had rules about how you could port those in i don't know how interesting that's been really i've just sort of <laughs> fl- flicked through a book that i've got a nostalgic attachment to and told you what's in it, sort of page by page. Um, so I, I suppose I'll make some more general comments now. Um, maybe we'll vindicate uh, what what has proceeded. But I certainly couldn't, I certainly couldn't recommend Ninjas and Super Spies now as a solid role playing product. It will always remain some of my favourites. One of my favourites, sorry, because I don't know that artwork. Um, you know, I've just spent a lot of time thumbing through that book. Um, but, but, but I actually don't think it's any great strength that it's got those 40 pages of, of martial arts. I'm always a bit wary of martial arts products where the, the author has been proud of an expertise that they've got outside of RPGs. Did I say martial arts products? I meant RPG products. Anyway, these RPG products where the author is proud of this experience, that they, this, this extra expertise they've got outside of RPGs that they can bring to this product. I mean, you got it with the GURPS books. The GURPS books, a lot of people praised them because they were this trove of useful information. I never really found that. I've talked about this before. I kind of thought that actually the GURPS books were just a necessity of a system which required that you did a lot of work to extensively stat things before you could run the game. It seemed to me that that's why you needed the source books. you needed all of this stuff to be statted so that you could bring it into your GURPS game. But certainly as as resources, you know, people said, well, it doesn't matter if you're not playing GURPS, you can use these because they're a trove of useful information. Well, if I want to know about Celtic mythology or Arabian culture or, or, or religion or whatever it was the particular source book was about, I've always known of other books I could go to you know I could just go to the books that the authors read to prepare the book um and I never found that they were they were particularly rigorous <laughs> and I definitely think that about ninjas and super spies I mean I think Harry Woodchick is, is kind of proud of his extensive martial arts knowledge um but I don't think I don't think it adds anything to the book um I don't think it's a virtue nowadays that you've got these 40 pages um, detailing all these different martial arts. I mean, we used to have arguments about, you know, you just look at it. Why does that one get a plus two to roll at level 14 and that one gets a plus two to critical hit? I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You look at it and it becomes, as soon as you apply any thought to it, it becomes just this um, arbitrary bunch of numbers. And I, I don't think role playing games are are served really by someone who who considers themselves a key amateur sorry, a keen amateur researcher in the area or somebody who's a you know, fancies their antiquarian <laughs> abilities if it's if it's in a historical setting. I kind of when I when I'm playing a role playing game I'm not looking for well, two things. One is I'm not looking for Um, incredible accuracy. The other thing is I just don't think those products give it... You know, I I don't think... There is any great expertise about martial arts in ninjas and super spies. I don't think there's any great historical insights to be found in the various GURPS sourcebook that cover historical periods. I think RPG writers should get on with designing great RPGs and accepting that when you're playing an RPG, for the most part, you're emulating a, a, an entertainment genre. You know and what you want is you want them to be written by people who've got a passion for that genre. This is my view, anyway. You know what you want to do when you want to play when you're playing a martial arts game is you want to emulate those martial arts movies. Now there's a whole bunch of different genres, <coughs> a whole bunch of different genres of martial arts movies that you might want to be emulating. Great, and you might want different games to emulate different fields. Some are funnier, some are, you know, some are more more about honor and codes, and some are more about brutal combat and so on. Um, Maybe one setting can do all of those, or maybe you need different, different rule systems for different genres, but it's, but it's the genre you're interested in. I don't think... You know, I actually think all of those attempts at accurately portraying differences between different martial arts actually just takes the fun out, is my view now. So although I've got a great love for that, in general it is representative of what I think is, is, is rightly a dying breed in RPG books, which is that that one which sort of wears its expertise about the particular subject matter that the RPG is in. Now, you know, I think there's a different kind of expertise. There's that kind of, um, you know, knowing the source material, knowing the genre that you're seeking to play in and having a passion about that, which will come through in any well-written, well-designed book. But I'm sorry, Eric, would you, you know... um, you know, d- displaying all of your extensive martial arts knowledge by having table after table after table for the different martial arts forms, I think is a is a failed effort. Uh, but I still love the book. <laughs> it's just nostalgia. There's nothing more to it than that. I think next time shall we look at the uh, AD&D second edition Ninjas book? I think we will. So tune in for that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.